0: Welcome to the Nine Moms Podcast. My name is Phineas, and this is my mama's podcast, and and here she is. Hi guys, before we get into today's episode, here are a few little ways that you can support this podcast and the recording of all these beautiful birth stories. You can go to Instagram and follow me at 9 months Podcast. You can give me some likes there and if you are listening in to the podcast on your phone, you can take a screenshot and share that you are listening to that episode with me and tag me in it at nine months podcast and I will reshare and we can help spread the word that the podcast exists to other people you can head to patreon.com slash nine months podcast and become a patron there and help me support the work that I do here you can also head to asanaetc.com this is a s a n a e t c.com which is an online platform of yoga movement and meditation that i also run and on that platform there is prenatal and postpartum yoga videos that you can practice with with me um, that are pre-recorded and you can use the promo code yoga, one word capital letters for 30 day free trial so please go ahead and support me any way that you can so I can continue doing this beautiful work for this community uh, and please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any comments or any any feedback or any reviews for me please go to the Um, apps where you listen to the pod and give me a rating there or send me a message at the 9 podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and now let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 44 of the 9 Months Podcast and I'm happy to be here again bringing you guys one more episode this week. I I've had a long week. It's been good but like long and challenging in some ways. Um, found out on Monday that um my building is redoing all of their gas piping, so so they turned off the hot water and we were like, Oh, okay, just one day. We won't have baths with the boys and and whatnot and then found out the next day that we won't have hot water for a whole month in the building, nor heating. I'm hoping that our apartment will be fine and that there will be nice weather outside. But it's just sometimes these things when you rent and you're just like, oh, OK, you just have to <laughs> you just have to live with it. So um I don't know, maybe we're going to start practicing this Wim Hof and just take cold showers in the mornings and in the evenings but I'm not sure it's good for kids, so <laughs> we'll be taking bucket showers for the for the month of May. So if you meet me and I'm a bit stinky, then you know why. <laughs> anyway, um, this week I have been talking to an old uh, friend of mine, Amelia. She is from Spain and she was actually my anatomy teacher in my 500-hour yoga teacher training that I did in India in 2015. And this is the training where I was actually pregnant. If you guys have listened to my birth story with Phineas, um, you'll hear that I was in training and I was feeling a little bit queasy and sick and stuff. and, And I was actually pregnant, I found out afterwards. And Amelia was one of my teachers during that training. And she has since had a daughter, Valentina. And we had our interview last week about her birth Um, during Amelia's uh, birth story you'll hear her talk about being a single mom and doing single pregnancy uh, with Valentina and we will also talk about how it was to be pregnant during lockdown and during COVID-19 during this time when we had to spend a lot of time at home and in the area where we lived. And we will also talk a bit about fear and and why we are so instilled with fear when it comes to the process of giving birth and the process of being pregnant and seeing your caregiver and doing all the checkups and all the things and, and how how many times the approach is just... Uh, based on fear, which is quite interesting, I think uh, to think about. Um, so, without further ado, here is Amelia. So, hi, Amelia, and welcome to the Nine Months podcast.
1: Hello, Lisa. Uh, thank you for inviting me to to do this. I'm very excited about it.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, Amelia and I know each other from yoga teacher training. What is it now? Eight years ago or something eight years
1: ago yeah i think so something
0: like this it's a crazy long time ago and since then we've both had babies
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. we're not expecting it
0: yeah
1: yeah you want? uh let me introduce myself my name is amelia i am from catalonia a region of uh, spain i after a long time living abroad i came back here so here is where I find myself right now. I'm a single mom and I live with my little one, Valentina, who at this time it is one year and a half. I am an, I would say, an entrepreneur. I've opened a yoga school where we do teacher trainings and my time just juggles in between Valentina and, and the school who is could say my other baby
0: that's great do you want to start um by taking us on your journey to becoming pregnant then did you plan to
1: have a baby or
0: what happened i didn't plan
1: to have a baby i went um so the start is a little bit mad because i went to a, a retreat for new year's eve i was planning to do something but all my friends were like not um, wanting to do anything, so I started look on where I could go for New Year's Eve. Till I found a retreat that was called um, Conscious Singles uh, here in Spain. Um, so uh, I had a couple of calls with the women, and I decided to go onto that retreat where there was yoga activities in the water. There was like many things planned through the day, and I was thinking like share my time with people who wants to be like moving and just embracing new activities would be super good for starting the year Mm. so we were about 60 people in that uh, in that retreat um crazy nice connection with people uh, spending very beautiful time till the new year's eve i end up sleeping with a guy um Mm. You know like next day i remember having a conversation with him we were just like both in a very opposite uh, moment in our lives i was telling him how i just date people that I, they wanted to have kids because i wanted to be a mom and he said me that he was in the completely other end like he had already a kid and he didn't want it to have more so he was not dating people that would want to have kids so, you know, we were agreeing like in a way that that was a one night stand and um, that we, we all will depart in our journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, so after a few days, uh, end of January, I had some friends visiting, they were trying to get pregnant. So I'm telling my friend like, look, I'm four days late in my period. And you know, my I remember driving the car and just looking at my naples and thinking, what is going on? Because um, they were just like super hard. And I was like, oh God, this period is coming. It's not coming. Like I felt like the heaviness of the period that it was not coming. So I, I felt like maybe the stress of daily life would be like my periods would come later. Those friends were just visiting for four days and it was pouring rain and they wanted to go for a walk. And I was like, I'm not walking under the rain. So I'm going to drive you. You walk. When you finish, you call me and I'll come to pick you up. So when I drove them on the way to a bar just to have a drink before like waiting for them, I stopped to the pharmacy and I took a test and I thought, well, you know, you have a test. It's negative. You relax. Period comes. End of the story so I go to the bar the bathroom was outside and it was pouring rain so I go out I pee on the stick I put the stick on my back I just drop the box um to the toilet I go with my drink I sit waiting for those two three minutes I look at my bag and I'm like okay fine one line is very dark the other one is very light I'm not pregnant and then I, (laughs) I start to see those pictures in my brain of like if the stick was in the right direction and if the strong line or the I don't know I've never done a test before like now with COVID maybe we've done many tests and we know how that works but before for me it was the first time ever hmm. so I'm just there like a little bit in shock so I'm like oh god i run to the toilet to grab the box and I realized I was pregnant so I was wow. alone in a bar um, shaking realizing I was pregnant um, trying to to talk with someone, uh, calling my friend. My friend was like, oh, no, now I'm entering the shower. And I'm like, no, yes, right now, call me. (laughs) Um, Stay there, shaking, uh, till my other friend called me to go and pick her up. So I go, I pick her up, um, and I tell her that I did the test, and that was positive. But remember that they were trying to get pregnant. So she was like, oh, maybe the test is not um good one you should do another one um i think at that time i was already very excited because i've always wanted to be a mom maybe i did not plan to go that way but you know like um at the end of the day it was a good thing for me um, um so i was i was quite excited but not knowing how to deal with my emotions at that point and more when i was sharing that with someone who would um kind of not know also how she would feel about that because you know after of her a year of training trying and not getting pregnant having a friend who just like hey I just hook up with the guy one night then here i am yeah um so i did another test was positive she was like kind of like oh how we feel about that because she didn't know like i guess I, <laughs> she couldn't read through my face if it was a good thing or not mm. um So then you know like straight away I felt it was a good thing. Um, I was pregnant um, for less than a month so I went to the gynecologist and we still couldn't see if there was like real life going on or not so it was a very uh, prompt. um, Situation, But, you know, when you have the feeling inside that you know that this is it and this is good and it's going to happen. So I start sharing straight away with people that I loved. Um, well, keep it in secret for my parents to go and visit them and tell them, because at that point I was living at the other end of Spain. Um, so, yeah, that was it just before COVID kicked in. Oh, wow. So that was January 2020 yeah
0: yeah so how was how was the pregnancy then and how was it to sort of wrap your head around um, I guess single parenting then was that something you thought about in the beginning and and all of that
1: I as I said I've never planned at that point to be a mom you know like I always wanted to be a mom but I never expected that to happen at all so it was a little bit of a shock for the few first day till I um just around there was something deep in me that knew that if I was going to be a mom, it would be that I would be a single mom. Um at like maybe three, four years before that, I was like, stop having that type of thoughts, Amelia, and just like, you know, like you pushing people away, you know, manifestation things. And I was trying, like, no, let's, you know, manifest a man to make a family and um but then, when it happened, I never doubted, and I never, it never, I never got scared about it. And at that point, I was living in the south of Spain with some people that I knew they would not be supportive enough to, for what I needed. Um, so it was kind of the moment where I decided that to end up the. Um, the business partnership that I had with them and and fly back home, starting from scratch. And then COVID happened. So that also encouraged me, you know, go home and just like settle there. So I had a pregnancy where um, first three months when you are super tired, the only thing that I wanted to sleep, we were in a lockdown, which was great. Um, Because we couldn't even go for a walk. So it was like not feeling guilty about not doing, anything, Um, till the point that when we started to be able to go out of home, because here in Spain was super strict, we couldn't leave home at all, not for a walk, like um, they were not allowing me to go to the supermarket because I was pregnant, so no way that I was the one doing the shopping. I was living with two people that they were working with me at that point and they got locked in at my place. My mom also came to visit for a scan, X-ray, something. Um, I don't know how to call it the, um, in English. The so.
0: ultrasound.
1: Yeah, uh, that one. And because she, would, uh, she was allowed
0: to come, or she come well, you? she
1: she traveled to, she traveled um, from the other end of Spain, twelve-hour drive, and mm. she got stuck. <laughs> she got stuck uh, home for the next two months and a half. So I've been sharing um bed with mom for all this time in pregnancy i remember like being in the garden wanting to do upside down yoga things and she was like every time oh this girl's gonna be like born like upside down (laughs) just complaining about me wanting to do things and so at one one point i also uh, kind of gave up and just like just rest yeah it was hard when they opened kind of doors and we were allowed to walk because after two months and a half without walking much um, and, you know, changes in the body, those feelings, sensations, it was like a little bit of struggling to get back at doing things. Um, just see how I was feeling, I was getting very tired. Or for example, I was by a beach, so we would take a walk where, because in Spain we were allowed to walk from six to seven or seven to eight I can't remember the time so everyone would be walking at that time but every everything was closed so I would need to pee uh, and there would not be anywhere where I could just like go and pee and it would be full of people walking by till the point that one day I had to just be in front of people because I couldn't like uh, <laughs> hold myself um,
0: you do what you gotta do <laughs> exactly and
1: Um, so then you know I was like yeah I want to go for a walk but if that happens again like there's nowhere that I can go like and because everyone was going to walk at the same time there was no place to walk without people Um, so after that uh, baby when I was about five months uh, and uh, they opened completely that we were allowed to travel we traveled with my mom back to their house so I've been living for the rest of my pregnancy and for the five first months of Valentina at my parents' house. Um, for the pregnancy itself, it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Uh, once I got here, at my parents I was going every day to the beach and with my bicycle. I was doing 100 squats by the water and then swimming a little bit. So I, I got back at, you know, exercising and feeling free and because i stopped working i was not having to work at all my parents will take care of food or anything so i was just like um living the dream because um in any other situations my parents will be asking me to do things but because i was pregnant they were kind of treating me like a princess
0: oh that's nice which
1: (laughs) felt actually felt super super good Hmm. Um, and that led me to um, the type of birth that I wanted. I always thought I would have a home birth. So I started to look um, into companies around Spain because in Spain, in the hospital, uh, just few hospitals have the swimming pool. Um, so I started to make some research about how was the hospital in the area and how, um, alter- which alternatives I had so, I talked with the hospital and at the same time with the company that would bring a swimming pool at home and just like with having two midwives and just like they do all the plan about going um, to the hospital if something goes like I did a couple of meetings with them. But because I was living at my parents, I felt like I would not be free at my parents because I would have like this. I know judgment of like next door my dad so would I be feel free to scream if I needed to scream with my dad next door or walk naked around the house or all these things Um, yeah uh, and because the hospital had a room who was like very well equipped you are alone and they have like a, a big room there's a shower a ball there's a hanging um leashes so you, you could do it you could be giving birth standing or lying down or however you wanted i choose to go to the hospital yeah so i did a lot of online because still in pandemic we did all the preparation classes online instead of physically um, yeah. and i remember all these conversations how they tell you that the first stage of labor it's very very long and it's just the moment that really baby pushes that it's a short so i was home i water break around nine in the morning um so i go down and i tell my mom mom we're going to do pancakes um, so she's like okay I never make pancakes um, <laughs> so and while we starting to get things ready I'm like so my water broke today's day and she like that face of my mom <laughs> look at, looking at me like super afraid like she was like in shock
0: yeah. at that point I
1: still didn't have any contraction at all like nothing
0: and how many weeks along were you at that I point? I was 39
1: plus one day.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, Actually,
1: yeah. the day before, I remember going a walk with some friends and um, even putting a post in Instagram, making a bet on how long I was um, left. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and I did say, so that was the 19th of September and I see the 1st of October so I thought I had still 10 days left.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you know like that's how good I was feeling like no way I thought I would um, you know be giving birth on next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after breakfast the madness of contraction started but one after the other after the other after the other. And my mom was like telling me Ma, Amelia you should go to, to hospital I was like no mom like they told me that this part can take up to 24 hours that I should stay as long as I can home before I go to hospital and you know I have a very strong character so she would not um, um, say anything else till a while. I went for a shower and I remember trying to download one of those apps to record the length of the contractions and to see how often they were coming. And, you know, I downloaded one and they, they were asking me to fill up and just like um, pay or just downloading many. And they were very intense, my contractions. Um, so I tried to have a shower um, and once I managed to download that app and keep a track they were copied every three minutes they were two minutes long so I had just one minute of rest in between contractions where I could just like think a little bit um, so when I see that they are so close to each other and that the pain starts to be like quite unbearable I decided that okay let's go to hospital which is five minutes drive from my parents' house um, but it would be going downstairs of the apartment and just had to be on my fours on the floor neighbors just finding me on the floor and asking what's going on like, maybe like oh no just like you know giving birth um, And then same, just walking to the car before arriving to the car, having to go on my knees Uh, like that happened, like many times where I just like had to stop walking and just get down on my knees in the floor. So I arrived to the hospital. And when they see that I'm fully dilated, like after three hours, that was midday.
0: Wow, that's Uh, crazy.
1: Yeah, they were hurry, hurry, (laughs) hurry. This baby's coming. Um, But as soon as I got there, my contractions stopped. And they were 20 minutes apart from each other, which was absolutely great because that gave me time to, to breathe, to relax, to to recover um, in between one and the other.
0: Hmm. Um, Did they say you were ready to have this baby and then it just spaced out and you had to wait? Or, or what happened?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, so they, as they took me in, um, everyone was getting ready because they thought it was happening. And then contraction um, stopped, and um, after that, like I did the training after that, where uh, my physiotherapy told me it was completely normal that uh, the second stage, the contractions, they are much more intense, but they are much more farther apart uh, from each other, um, and that second stage where normally moms take. Uh, One hour, two hours. It took me five hours. So I was from midday till five in the afternoon um, on that second part of labor, and um, I had any epidural even if by the end I was asking for. um, At the end, I was like, "Please take her Mm. out of me. (laughs) Just pull her out." I've never had an injury before in my body, ever. Uh, so that was the first time I could experience um, what is a physiological injury, like the separation of my pubic bone. Um, I've never experienced anything like that before. Um, and was was interesting. Um, and I remember for at least a full week having that thought of, I'm never gonna have a baby again. And that has gone. Like I would go through a pregnancy uh, again and labor again and postpartum again. Um, And, you know, I look back and I love it. Um, It's just, I'm not gonna do it by myself because I will need much more hands. Valentina is a very active baby. And I, I, I can't imagine just like having to deal with her and another baby at the same time Um, (laughs) so uh, unless men does appear in my life um, and it's very good at, you know taking care of them uh, I'm I can't I can't imagine myself like doing more things of what I do right now but you know that this feeling of not wanting to go again through it it has completely gone like I would Uh, absolutely love to experience pregnancy again labor again and even postpartum I found it quite magic
0: it's funny how that happens isn't it like but I've given birth twice and both times I'm like why did I choose to do this (laughs) you know what was I thinking and then you're like oh maybe one more (laughs) yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah so so how about the birth there you were five hours uh with spaced out contractions and then then what happened and then
1: well those last contractions when midwife said she's coming now really um you know push it's coming that sensation of my vagina ripping apart like that burning sensation of like everything is going to break apart. Um, mm. But I think um, it was so necessary because if I had, for example, an epidural, I would not have had that sensation. And probably I would push so quick that I would break everything. But because I could have that sensation, I had to stop myself pushing uh, mm. to le- to let the tissue actually adapt um, and I didn't have any stitches. Um, mm. uh, it was just like super good. Uh, she came out. She, they put her on my breast. She automatically, you know, got attached to my breast, and and that was it. Like in total, if you think about it, like since contractions started about ten in the morning till five in the afternoon it was a quite quick. Um, yeah. Paper. Um,
0: that's a quick one was your mother there with you yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. um
1: which you know I I love her and I respect her but also um I know I couldn't do anything out of place because I always am a good behaved daughter so Mm -hmm. um as much it was absolutely fantastic to have her there I also feel it didn't let me go fully onto that journey of like um in tune with um my animal self um Mm -hmm. because you know I was juggling in between being present and just letting myself go I would repeat it exactly the same she was the one who cut the umbilical cord and um she was the one just being like I can't see her hair (laughs) shouting and (laughs) um so I would actually do it same um
0: yeah Yeah. oh that's nice so how was that immediate postpartum in the hospital did you stay for a long time or i had to stay for a
1: couple of days uh it was great because it was covid so nobody could come to visit so the only person allowed in the room was my mom um which which was great i was almost all the time half naked my mom was like the one asking me to put something on top and i'm like (laughs) no I don't want anything. Um, so you know, midwives will or um, nurses will come in the room and find me with my breast out. But you know, felt completely uh, safe to be in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I found it quite um, shocking was like that they were checking on how much amount of blood I would have in my pants. Um, so be like, eh, yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit like weird um and also that first uh of valentina which was like completely black and sticky uh so i remember luckily having my mom there and being like what a, the, sorry what is that and um even calling to a nurse to help us uh, just to clean her because it was like something like dark and sticky and yeah it's so um, sticky isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was good because you know like we have those hormones that if we are relaxed and we it's, i would say like it's drugs you know like if you take drugs and you are if you are in a bad place you can have a bad journey but if you are in a good place and you are relaxed, it can take you to a very good place. So I think it was for me, it was done. Like I was in a such a relaxed uh, environment and trusting to the process that, um, you know, I would sleep for 30 minutes and I would feel like I slept a full night. Um, so it was, it was great. And now thinking back and I see myself uh, being able to be with my mom all the time there. Uh, or when we're we were at home being with both of them taking care of me um, opposite to just having a husband taking care of me like not knowing how that goes either and trying to figure out also that space because at the end of the day I didn't have to prepare any meal or any, put any washing machine or to go for the supermarket at all for the next like four months so the mm-hmm. only thing i would have to do is would be take care of valentina fully mm-hmm. which that allowed me to you know not have that thought of like oh i have to go to buy diapers or oh i have to go and buy these or i need to prepare or i need to clean a little bit the house because it's a mess or like anything of that happen, which allow me to be fully relaxed and focused Um,
0: that's wonderful I think every mom needs this (laughs) yeah 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 because I see now
1: with friends and you know like I know that husbands try their best but they try their best and often wants to try their best of taking care of the baby where I see that what it needs is they would need to take care of mom uh the baby wants mom and the only thing that wants is mom so if Um, men knew that if they are in charge of anything else mom is going to be relaxed baby's going to be relaxed um that would be wonderful
0: yeah absolutely
1: Um, also i found the house to build up my project four days after giving birth so you have to think that all these stages like every single nap that valentina would take Uh, on the first few months I would be in the computer just like building a web page um and just like creating creating what it is now the school Mm -hmm. so you know like I did lots of things it was like not I was like not doing anything but also uh,
0: yeah exactly it's a huge burden to get rid of to like not have to cook or clean or you know just have to care about yourself and the baby and like sleeping and eating yeah. and like you know and yeah. then you can and use that's that. it and
1: that's it yeah yeah uh, because yeah, the absolutely. more relaxed you are into that the more relaxed is the baby um, yeah
0: yeah absolutely
1: I, I, I do feel like if Valentina has been such a happy baby and she's been such a you know not crying baby it's because I I was relaxed and I was surrounded with with love and support and, mm. and that created a super good environment um yeah to have her
0: yeah did you guys have any kind of lockdown when when she was born after she was born or uh,
1: there was uh, let me think I can't remember there was there was a little bit of like we couldn't get out of the village or something like that um that make, I couldn't see friends because all my friends they don't live in the same village where I am right now um but I think again I think it was a pro instead of a con I think it allowed me to not have to have any visits for the few first months um because it was not allowed so it was um a very slow steady uh process where slowly slowly we met people but she was little bit older and I would not be on those first few months where it is super stressful. You don't know how it's going to go. You you can't plan absolutely anything um, because um, (laughs) you can't plan anything because something that normally takes you 30 minutes, it can take you up to four hours. Uh, Yeah. Getting ready to get out of home some days, you know, many after many tries, it's like, okay, no, we're staying home today. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: I know this very well
1: so exactly so it it would be just a matter of um, it was for me uh, all this pandemic situation if I look back it worked perfectly with my timings with my pregnancy with my journey through my business Um, it's been It, you know uh, it's been a blessing more than a than a heavy Mm. load
0: yeah absolutely in many ways it came with lots of silver linings this yeah. spending more time with your family or being able to sort of regroup and relook at your life and reshape like a lot of people mm-hmm. that I in my surroundings have also done that and it's um it can it can be looked at in a different way which can be a quite a beautiful way also to see it yeah yeah all right. Is there anything else from your pregnancy or anything that you'd like to to share with us?
1: I would um, maybe an advice for any moms to be to trust our bodies are made for this. Um, I've just knew um, later on how there's lots of moms that they struggle to breastfeed. I was wondering why everyone would ask me about my breastfeeding. And I was like, why? Like, yeah, it's painful. Yes, it's hard, but it's natural. So um, all these moms that they struggle to produce milk, um, you know, I, I feel like if there's a little bit more of trust in body, and you know, like if there is a relaxed environment, and if they support, and yeah, it's painful, but like trust, and you can make it because your body's made to to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. so just um, a little bit more support and surrounding yeah. ourselves with the support that we need for for the journey that we want to take
1: yeah and, and just like you know like when instead of building up on that thought like oh what if I can't what if my milk is not good enough what if um, I can't feed my baby or oh, my baby's not taking it's putting on weight like you know having those positive sentences of like I'm made to do this. My body is made to give birth. My, ba- my body is made to, to feed my baby. Um, so, you know, like changing the negative mindset that I completely can understand that um, we can have because it is exhausting, it is tiring, and it is painful. So it's normal that brain goes into the negative. But I would say like to just install some positive mindset of like, I am a woman, I can breastfeed because my body is made for this. So it's absolutely capable. And it's just a matter of time that we're gonna connect with my baby and figure it out. And he's gonna start gaining weight and feel better. And um, because I think that fear is one of the main things that makes us um, segregate the wrong hormones to be stressed. So just- right bringing the good sentences in
0: it's a very big thing to to discuss this um this fear that's surrounding childbirth and that's instilled in us that does a lot of things to it and i mean there of course there's there are people out there who cannot breastfeed there are people out there who cannot give birth um vaginally there are Mm -hmm. like there's always going to be things that we need help with but there is there is this thing where whenever we get pregnant we sort of instilled with fear and not like not like very direct it's not like you should be scared but it's it's all of these like subtle um, yeah what if this happens what if this happens have you checked this have you done this instead of like going okay this is let's approach this from a different angle and going hey you're doing great um Let's check on these things if you want. Let's let's uh, learn about this together. Like it's a little bit more of the approach rather that instills fear. I mean, exactly. even for, me, after, for me at least, I don't know.
1: Yeah. After going through this experience, I, I did just before I did a, a teacher training for prenatal uh, yoga and it mm. was such a bad training that I decided to, to actually create one. And, you know, I feel like the more information a mom has before giving birth, the more tools, the more like uh, science behind we have that support, um, the more prepared it's gonna be to feel more relaxed. And of course, there is people who are not gonna be able to give a vaginal birth, even being super prepared. Um, But um, changing the mindset would be one of the main things to allow it to happen in a more um, natural way than if we take it from fear. And I would say also surround yourself with people with positive mindset and support. When I say that I wanted to have a a home birth, um, like nobody would agree with me. Um, And friends of my parents who come visit would just like, just tell me all the bad stories of people who end up in hospital almost about losing a baby so you know like that information when you are eight months pregnant it's not a useful information at all I don't know why
0: people yeah I don't know why people think that it's a good idea to share the worst birth story ever that they can think of and it's usually something that happened to their cousin's mother's best friend also you know yeah yeah, and it's probably not true and then you get to hear it and you're like oh thank you for that well, so that probably doesn't help it me. is true. <laughs> it is true
1: because um, you know, like we, how many million people we are in the world. So there is a percentage of people that they go through a not that good um, story, but that doesn't mean that uh, yours is not going to have to be a good one. Because if you check on the on the numbers, there is more good ones than bad ones. Yeah. So yeah. those few bad stories that people just clench into it because it's more sensational it's more like um yeah it's more um how to say it in english um it gives more juice to tell the story oh do you know what happened to that person you know it's more Mm -hmm. like um intrusive and yeah i i was like Luckily I'm have, I have a super strong um, character. I have like, you know, a very strong personality where I do believe in myself and I have a lot of self love for myself. And that little stories didn't shake me but I did turn to my mom and I say like, why is she telling me, why she's telling me that? Like, I absolutely don't need that story right now. Um, yeah, um, yeah. But I understand I'm- that not everybody can block those Thoughts
0: that basically, yeah, and and also, even if we can, and even if we're the most powerful woman out there who feels so empowered in her body and whatever, we might not be able to to do all the things that, yeah, yeah, exactly, or like do do birth the way we want to, or breastfeed or whatnot. Like, there's always like the relative thing, but like, but yeah, just empowering the woman from the start is something that doesn't usually happen and that's something that I feel like, um, would be nice if it changed, you know, even for myself, when I gave birth, like I, it was scary to think about that in the beginning. But Lisa, I think that's
1: what made you do these podcasts. Um, (laughs) because this is changing and this, you know, like, um, having all this information out there, I think it's what helps and Mm. supports and um, Absolutely. More and more people train. Um, so it's one of the things that I try when I teach yoga teachers to be prenatal teachers. What we do is how to empower all those women to feel more secure into their bodies because the statistics show that um, when a mom feels safe and secure, the chances that that birth goes better are much higher.
0: Yeah. Um, absolutely absolutely that's very well said Amelia.
1: (laughs) like thank you thank you for creating this because I do think it's the little things that make a change and Mm. uh, Mm. it's going to have an impact in our society
0: yeah with that said would you like to share with the listeners where they can reach out to you if they want to do one of your trainings maybe or if they just want to have a chat with you
1: Absolutely. Um, I, am, I am a woman lover uh, in terms of like I love to help people to love themselves. So please any question or anything that um, I can support and help, I would love um, to be there for anyone who needs. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
0: And where, where can they find you? Do you want to share your website or your, your anything? Well,
1: if you want to check the, the website of the school, it's called Nidum with a Y. Um, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is amelia.valls, V-A-L-L-S. Um, I have another one for the Yon school, which is Nidum, N-Y, um, V of Denmark, U-M of Madrid. Um, I'm I'm behind all those, so any message will get back directly to me. Um, Great,
0: and I'll be sh- so, sure to share that on your show notes page also, so people can go check check there perfect. if they want to reach um, out to you.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing much often the prenatal training because um, there is not that much um, interested people, uh, so it's something that I just do once a year, but if you find yourself pregnant and you want to keep going to your yoga or exercise or anything, and you have some fears of what you can do and what you can't do, please contact me so I can just like um, guide you or support you or just like empower you to keep going um, in your daily life.
0: That's great. All right. So thank you so much, Amelia, for sharing your beautiful story with us today.
1: You're welcome and and thank you for, for making this happen.
0: Thanks again, Amelia, for coming on and sharing your beautiful birth story with us today on the pod. If you are listening in and you'd like to reach out to Amelia, you can head to ninemonthspodcast.com and find her episode number 44. And there will be all of her contact details under her show notes page. And of course, they're also under Spotify and Apple podcasts where you listen in to the stories every week. If you'd like to support me, then go and follow me on Instagram, Nine Months Podcast, or just send me a DM, send me a review. Maybe there's something you'd like to hear that I'm not finding or providing for you guys, then let me know. I'm always here and all ears for everything that might make this podcast better. So have a wonderful week ahead, you guys, and I'll see you next week.